Hello, world. Hello, world. Mr. Girly Micro here with... Dr. Girly Micro. All right, all right. right <laughs> it's not about hierarchies in this household. It's 2023! Woo! How the hell did that happen? I know. I just... 2022 has disappeared in the blink of an eye. And I finally have managed to get enough voice back to actually record a podcast. Because <laughs> we've been trying to do one of these since I came back from New York and either... Mr. Gully Micro or I have been so ill. Standard winter lurgy rather than any COVID related. Yeah, lurgy. but just no voice. So here we are, both able to speak. Woohoo. <laughs> Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so this year has been, this Christmas has been, well, lurgified. Um, technical term that. Um, a lot better than the previous year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd quite remembered how bad. Christmas 2021 was. And by that I mean the Packers have almost got a playoff spot. <laughs> we did all right in 2021. The worst thing about 2021 was me learning that my hero, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers quarterback, was an anti-vaxxer who just taught rubbish about COVID. It kind of broke my heart. Still, it's all right. The Bengals will, will carry the torch for us to the Super Bowl. I mean, they don't have any anti-vaxxers that I know about. And therefore, as much as it hurts me, I may be wearing orange come the <gasps> Super Bowl. Enjoy me I on know. the dark side. Betrayer. Anyway, last Christmas. Yeah, so last Christmas was, I mean, I just want to say special in air quotes. Um, I think that... It is easy to forget how far we've come um, during the pandemic. The event. The event. Um, the before times that we just don't talk about where life was normal just seemed like a very distant memory um, at Christmas 2021. So Christmas 2021 was the only Christmas where I have had to work for, you know, hours just managing and far fighting COVID and having gold meetings about what we were going to do in terms of staffing. Gold meetings? So when you work in a hospital, major incidents are split into um, like a structured response. So you have bronze meetings, which are kind of you and your team going, how is this affecting us today? How many people have we got? What can we do? And then you have silver meetings, which are kind of the next layer up, which are um, everyone operationally coming together, so kind of matrons, chief consultants, heads of service, that kind of thing, all going, actually, I need to nick some beds from you in order to make my situation worse. Okay. You've got staff, I haven't got any, that kind of to and fro. And for COVID, that was a lot of a, this is the new guidance that's come out. This is what we propose for our trust that would go through that silver operational group to work out whether things that we were proposing would work for everybody because there's no point in me sitting there as infection control doctors saying this is what we're going to do if no one can actually implement nope. it and then you have gold meetings which are the meetings with the chief exec um chief operating officer um that kind of exec group where silver propose saying yes or no to that operational strategy and they as the execs say yay or nay so it's kind of the end group where if you say 
I don't want people to come back when they still are symptomatic and go, go yeah, well, we're just overruling you. That's as far as the conversation goes. So there's like this three-tier okay. structure. So, so nothing to spend our ballot then? <laughs> Although now, Would now it... you've said that every Thank time. You. Thanks for that. That's, that's told me. Every <clears throat> time I'm just going to hear gold. Um, yes. da, 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 da. Yeah, anyway. no, nothing good. Um, and so obviously... Thank last... you, that's my, my work here is done. Thanks. Ruined it for me. Um, so in Christmas 2021, we were obviously having huge numbers of staff off sick with COVID. Um, bed numbers were really challenging. Ambulance services were having real struggles. I mean, I say that it's different this year. It's not really, but it's different because it's not all COVID, directly COVID related. And therefore, I'm really sorry for everyone else, but it's not making me lose like hours and hours of sleep um quite in the same way because every night you come home and you have to try to work out how to make it less bad so last christmas um we were still doing an awful lot of that i worked christmas day and boxing day just trying to keep things going and i think until i was looking and seeing posts and my memories from 2021 i'd forgotten quite how awful it was and this is you and your your role in infection control yeah definitely um i think infection control teams last year it was just a struggle we were still in that every day it felt like different guidance came in things were so challenging that you were having to implement stuff that you know you just wouldn't do in a normal world right you wouldn't say let's bring people back after x number of days and so it was a really difficult time and right now a lot of A&E departments and a lot of ambulance services are facing the same kind of difficult time, but for different reasons. And so my heart really goes out for those people that are struggling just to get through the day and to feel 100% okay to walk away because it's very difficult to leave it at the end of the day when Rome is burning, but you have to walk away and get some rest so that you can come back stronger. Okay, so, I mean... It was there anything you learned from last Christmas that you feel would be useful for for things going forward? I think there's a few things that I learned that were really useful, not easy, but useful. I think that I'm often used apart, to apart from that is taking holiday over the Christmas <laughs> yeah, period. Yeah, holiday is good. People and then leaving your phone behind. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm still working on that. And I'm yeah. sorry, Mister Gurley, my quite right. Um. I think one of the things that I learned is to really know your role in the room. So I've often been in rooms as a decision maker. That's normally my purpose in those rooms. And it took me... Tea or coffee, (laughs) muffins versus donuts. Cake, always cake. Um, But is muffin not cake? Is is donut not cake adjacent? That's very, very, very challenging and an entirely different podcast in itself. Um, Stepping away. Yeah, stepping away from the Jaffa cake discussion. (gasps) So, I know. Sorry, it's a a cake. Um, And so now... For the record. I think one of the things that I had to learn is that in those gold meetings, I'm not there as a decision maker, I'm there as an advisor. And so... You can't base your judgment about how successful you've been in the room on whether you get the decision that you think is the right one. Your 
success criteria have to be? Did you put all of the information forward in the most concise but also full way that you could in order to support those decision makers making the right decision for the trust or whatever it is at the time and that's it's it's nuanced right it sounds like the same thing but it isn't like I cried a lot didn't I last year I I I cried a lot because I kept feeling like I was a failure because the outcomes were not necessarily the ones that I would have chosen if it had been me making a decision on my own but there's so much more to those decisions than purely the vision, the lens of which I see the challenge. There's so much more going on. The decisions are made by others. You can only advise. Yeah. And if you... And it was tough. Yeah. Tough for you to get your head around. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not the one that's making the decisions and you're used to being the one that makes the decisions, it completely threw me. It wasn't until afterwards that I could work out why I found it so difficult and why I was so upset at some of the things that happened. And not just... That's not me saying that anyone made wrong choices, right? It's just um, people made the choices that needed to be made and, you know, it was, and those were the right calls. But I think I felt like I failed in the room, whereas actually I now know that what you need to do is step back and go, okay, what was the purpose? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know you also wanted to speak about happier times and a, a good thing that happened, uh, is it two years now? Two years ago. So, so I mean... So, so can, I, can I just kick this off? <laughs> yes. So, in the run-up to Christmas 21? 2020. 2020. So, in the before times. Was it before the pandemic? No, no. The pan- 2020 was when the pandemic kicked off. Oh, was it that long? Yeah. Okay, so, so we, we had... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, so, the before times were a long time ago. <laughs> so, so the, okay, so the first pandemic Christmas. <laughs> yes. In the run-up to, I'm working from home, and I, I get a phone call, and uh, I, I get a call saying, um, is, is Dr. Gurley Micro there? Um, <clears throat> and I went, no, she's at work. And she says, oh, okay, can can she, can you get her, is, is, there, is there a number I can get her, get her on? Is that, um, I'm thinking, is this some sort of spam call or whatever? And they introduced Because them- no one calls our landline people, no one, no one calls our landline ever. I mean, these, this day and age, what's a landline? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But they, 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 you know, so they I'm, I'm so-and-so, here's my number, I, I'm from the cabinet office. Isn't and they it? asked for my email address. And, and, and still being a little bit befuddled, I didn't give them um, a number, I gave them uh, your, your email address. Yeah. Thank you, and get in touch. And did do carry on. And so, Mr. Gurley, Mike, now bear in mind that, like, it's like half past six, I'm still at work. Um, Like, at that point, like, just getting home was a... Felt like a thing of the past, really. Um, and I get a call from Mr. Gurley Micro going, so I think we've had this spam call from the... Um, but I kind of had felt like I had to give out your email. I don't know if it was the right thing to do. Um, so just so you know, just in case something happens and you need to work out um, how to deal with it. And um, he's like, yeah, yeah, they said they were from the cabinet office. And my first thought was, oh, my God, am I in trouble? Have I said something <laughs> wrong on the radio? Because um, at that point, we were doing bits of advising for um, MPs and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, have I completely screwed this up? And so I was like, well, I tell you what, because we have caller ID, give me the phone number they phoned from. And I'll call back and see if it's a genuine number. Because mm. um, my immediate thought that was this was a hoax. So I call back. In my office at like half past six on a Friday night. And 
the person answers the phone in the cabinet office and I was like oh god now I'm definitely in trouble <laughs> like what no no good call is ever going to come of this especially when I'm like oh so you phoned me you spoke to my husband and they're like oh yeah um can you stay by your computer for the next half hour it's really important I was like oh god are the police gonna come and knock down my office door and arrest me for I don't know I have no official secrets but if I did like I could have talked about them in my sleep and I was like <laughs> okay at which point they'd be arresting me right yeah yeah like huge paranoia so I um I put down the phone and I sit and I wait going like, what kind of shtuck have I got myself into? Anyway, about seven o'clock, this email pops in and it's a letter and I open it. It's got no, like, other information and it's like, oh, we would like to know if you'd be prepared to accept the British Empire Medal. And I basically called husband and went, what on earth is a British <laughs> Empire Medal? I mean, it sounds good. It sounds fun, but I, I don't know what it is. I have no idea what I said at the time, but it's probably some lines of you do know as a New Year's honour. <laughs> And I was like, oh, to Google. So Google told me what a British Empire medal was, which was lovely. And, it, you know, it's the lowest order. And because I didn't really know what was going on, I um, I went in and photocopied it in the office. Luckily, no one was there because, people, it was 7 o'clock on a Friday night and everybody who was sensible was at least home having a gin and tonic. And um, and kind of was like, this, this is kind of cool, but didn't really think much more of it. Signed the form, sent it back. And then all of a sudden, I get a, a letter back the next week with all of this stuff going. So we're so pleased that you have, like, accepted and um, you can now get married at St. Paul's. And, <laughs> like, here's the link if you want to kind of get your own coat of arms. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a real thing, people. This is not fake. And with a great big note on the bottom going, you must not tell anybody until, like, the 29th of no, uh, of December at such and such a time at which point I was like oh probably shouldn't have like gone to people what's the British Empire medal <laughs> with quite so much news anyway so I was super fortunate to be awarded a news honour of the British Empire medal and then go for the garden party for an afternoon tea at which, the palace at the palace that's the important bit. which afternoon was lovely. tea is not important I mean I, I feel like afternoon tea is always important um and so I suppose this time of year is really interesting for me because you've got these kind of real lows that I now quite viscerally, I think, will live with me for the rest of my life. But also these amazing highs. Yeah, and, you know, you, you had to wait from when you were first told almost a year uh, to get your actually receive a medal from the Lord Lieutenant of Essex. Yeah. Um, was it Chelmsford Town Hall? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than rather than from any of the the, the big knobs up at the I big mean, house. you could have done it, but there was quite the queue because of the pandemic. And there, to be there, honest, there I just wanted it done. There was, but you know, like you said, we did we did get to go to the palace and uh, take part in a, a, a garden party and I have afternoon tea. Uh, we did see Wills and Kate, and obviously the, the highlight of that day was seeing Professor Brian Cox in and, the crowd and me not shouting, "Leave microbiology alone!" in order to humiliate my husband. <laughs> So if you guys have not heard me rant about Brian Cox, I both love him and hate him. I think he's an amazing science communicator. But if he makes jokes about microbiology and slags it off as the weakest science one will die. stick to his field, does he? <laughs> I was like, there is science rage. So, yeah, 
it's been amazing highs and amazing lows. And I think the really interesting thing is how this will all roll into 2023. Indeed. So, and on that, what do you want for 2023? I know what I want, but I ain't getting it. <laughs> well, what do you want? I, I want another flight to Lancaster, and I want to go back to Disneyland. I want to go back to New York. And, oh God, but we got to pay that. Things. But we got to pay that off first before we do it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I want to be braver. I think I want to really embrace the things that are unexpected, and to not live in so much fear and anxiety about whether I'm enough, but to just embrace the fact that that doesn't even actually matter. Screw it. Jump in with both feet and just take what life throws at you. Take the learning from it and be surrounded by those that love me and don't care whether I'm successful or not, frankly, like Mr. Girly Micro. And on that note, anything more? All opinions are our own. <laughs>